Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. As soon as I got off the corner of that sidewalk and right in front of his truck, he hit that gas and I just I flew off my bike. And okay. I don't know if flu is the right word to use, but that's what it felt like when I when my body lifted from that bike. This is the plaintiff, Ebony Ellis. She says she was riding her bike and the careless defendant ran into her. She was splayed out in the street for 25 minutes before help arrived. She was taken to the hospital, and the defendant refuses to pay her what he owes. She's still in pain. She thinks the defendant's a real louse and is suing him for the $6,213.53 she surely owes. This is the defendant, Eduardo Gonzalez. He says the accident wasn't his fault. The cops didn't issue any tickets to him. And a witness told them he made a complete stop at the very busy intersection. Just because a bike and a car get involved in an accident doesn't automatically mean it's the car's fault. And he thinks the judge will agree. He's accused of boondoggling a biker. All parties, please raise your right hand. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. People's Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Millian is now presiding. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. <laughs> Ms. Ellis, you are suing Mr. Gonzalez and Ms. Gonzalez for $6,213.53 in damages that you say you've sustained as a result of an accident. Tell me what happened. Um, I was on my way from school. I had to ride, ride my bike this particular day. Um, and um, I was going down the main street. It's called West Memorial. And I got to, well, before I even got to the corner, um, I noticed that this truck was kind of old. He was past the pedestrian line. So I stopped because I just it, it just didn't look like a safe thing to do. <laughs> it just go past while his car was over that line. So I waited. When you say the pedestrian line, what do you mean? Do you mean the pedestrian crosswalk? Yeah, you know, they have a little pedestrian crosswalk. So they got those two thick white lines. He had actually dr driven over that first part of that line. Because it's two lines. He he drove over 
that first line. He kind of was in the okay. way of the sidewalk because I had to I had to actually go around his truck. When you say in the way of the sidewalk, truck. do you mean in the it, he was on the pedestrian crosswalk? Is that what you're referring to? Because exactly. he's not on the sidewalk. So, right. So is he in the right lane? Yes, he was in the right lane. Okay. All right. So go on. I looked at him. He looked my way first. And then he looked towards his left. And then he looked back straight forward. And he just sat there. So I waited a second. And then I started, I got back on my bike. And I started to go across the street. Um, but as soon as I got off the corner of that sidewalk and right in front of his truck, he hit that gas and I just, I flew off my bike and okay. I don't know if flu is the right word to use, but that's what it felt like when I, when my body lifted from that bike. Um, how far and, away from where you were, did your body fly? Um, I probably, it probably wasn't even no more than a foot. Maybe, yeah, okay. it probably wasn't even no more than a yeah, foot. She just flipped mm -hmm. over. Okay, so go on. And so what happens? Um, I, I just I just went through shock, and then I just started crying, and then all these people started coming around, and a a man I don't I don't remember his name, but he probably was one of the witnesses. He offered to call if if I needed to call anybody, and so he called the uh, my fiance for me. And then someone else called the pol the police. Um, the police ended up I showing called 911 up before also. the. Okay, okay give me a see, second, Mr. Gonzalez. That. Let her finish. Okay. I'm yeah. Sorry. So go on, Miss Alice. The police ended up showing up, and and in the midst of all of this happening, I did see Mr. Gonzalez, but he didn't say anything to me, and so that really was what happened. Uh, once the police did the police report, the EMS showed up maybe about ten minutes. Eight minutes later, they had did to go to the hospital and stuff. Yes, I did go to the hospital. Um, and on the way, did you to have the any hospital, injuries? I did. I did. Um, so I what were your injuries? At first, I couldn't. Okay, so I had a contusion to my left shoulder. Um, I had that's a bruise, uh, right? Severe swelling. Um, a, a bruise. Uh, it felt like a sprain. That's what it felt like. Um, well, no, I not what did it feel it. like? What I... did the doctors say you had? What did the doctors... <laughs> do you have medical reports to show your injuries? Um, I don't have my medical report. However, I do have my bill to show that they did x-ray, how many x-rays they did in the emergency room and all of that. I have that here. Mm -hmm. But right, but I want to know what their conclusions me, are about your injuries because part of your lawsuit is pain and suffering, so I kind of need to know exactly. what your injuries were to determine pain and suffering. So where is the rest of the of the medical reports so that I can see, did you break a bone, so, did you have a sprain, did you have what? Like, I'm, I need to see the medical evidence of that. Exactly, and so I'm glad that we're talking about this because there was a hiccup with my insurance company and per, um, his um, car insurance company because I had a point lined up to get a CAT scan. I had actually two appointments lined up for this and they ended up canceling my appointment stating that they were unable to get in contact with his insurance policy um, for whatever reason. And I and, and, and even when this spat was going on, I Are you sure suggesting they turned you, are you saying that they turned you away from the emergency room? I don't want to say that they turned me away, but what I am going to say is that they did the x-ray 
there was no broken bones. Mr. Gonzalez, let's let's hand the floor over to you. You're driving in this. It's a it's a truck. What kind of truck is this? It's a four door uh, Ford F one fifty. Okay, and tell me what happened. Well, I was going north on uh, Martin Luther King, and then before I got to Memorial Boulevard, I uh, stopped before the crosswalk. I made a complete stop, but I couldn't see to the left because I was going to turn right. I couldn't see because there's a church right there in the corner. You were in the rightmost right. lane, and you were going to make a right. Okay, go on. Yes, and I stopped before this crosswalk. I stopped, complete stop, and I seen her coming down the sidewalk, and uh, when I, I pulled up a little bit more so I could see there was no traffic coming, so I could turn right. I was looking left, and when I looked up, I just I didn't even push on the gas. I just let the foot off the, the brake, and I didn't move but about a foot. And she was like right there in front of me. So she just tipped over. When you saw her, before you hit her, when you saw her, where was she? On the sidewalk, on the right. She was on the, she was going uh, on the right she, side. But was she, right, was she stopped or Insta was she pedaling? She was still pedaling. But instead of going down the okay. little ramp on the sidewalk to cross Memorial, she came down the ramp to cross, I mean, to cross MLK. She came off the little ramp to cross Memorial. And then she turned left to cross MLK. And then cut in front of That's you. That's where she got right in front of me. So when, yes. at the time that, you, I don't That's, think there's any dispute about this. At the time that your vehicle makes contact with her, you are beyond the crosswalk, correct? Yes, yes, because I pulled up so I could see and there's nobody coming from the left side, so I could turn right. All right. And, uh, and when, when um, I did hit her, I did, uh, I did call 911, but uh, somebody else took the phone, and I did go to see her and ask her if she was all right. She probably didn't know you were the driver because she was in such yes, shock. Yes, probably. Um, but I did go and ask her. She was all right. right. I gave the phone to somebody else. Somebody was talking to 911 on my phone. Uh, okay, so we're going to say this is MLK and this is Memorial. You're making a right on Memorial, right, Mr. Gonzalez? Yes, ma'am. Okay, so he says that you went down the ramp of Memorial and then cut in front of him. Is that accurate? I didn't cut in front of him. He was stopped over the pedestrian, like, over that first pedestrian line. Right. I went over and around him because I did Why are you going in front of him instead go. of going behind him and going in the crosswalk? Why don't you just drive on the crosswalk so that you don't get killed? Because this is very dangerous okay, though, to go in front of a car that's going to make a right. He's passed a crosswalk. No, this is the thing. He was stopped already. When I was riding down the sidewalk, he was already stopped. And when I saw that he was past that line, I also stopped, okay? When he looked at me and then he looked the other way and he stayed still, then I proceeded and went around his car. Now, he pre pressed the gas or maybe he said he didn't press the gas. I don't know what he did. Did All you cross in the crosswalk? I flew off my bike. I did you cross in the to, crosswalk, yes or no? to drive on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. His car was on the crosswalk. He had already passed the crosswalk. Okay? You didn't right. cross in the crosswalk, did you? No, I had to go around him. Well, you didn't. I you could have waited one him. second and then gone in the crosswalk, right? You could have done that. No. How? No. He was already stopped. Yes. <laughs> Are you not hearing me? I know. Me? So you would have... No, I'm hearing you just I fine. You're supposed to wait a second and... Listen, Ms. Ellis, you're rights as a bicyclist in the state of Florida are very defined by the law. Welcome back to the People's Court. I'm Harvey Levin. 
So the question here, when there is an accident between a bike and a car, is the driver of the car automatically responsible? Let's go back into the courtroom. One of the things that you're supposed to do is cross in the crosswalk. Why? Because if you don't, somebody might hit you when they're making a right-hand turn, which is legal everywhere in Florida unless it's posted no right turn. But let us look at, because I want to show you. Let's look at the police report. Ma'am, may I say something? In the middle of me saying something? I don't think so. All right, so when we look at the police report, well, we've got that chart that shows it happening exactly like we all discussed right now. And then we've got the police officer saying, I determined Ellis was at fault because she did not use the crosswalk properly. So my question is this. If somebody is already past the pedestrian line and you're on the bike and they have a red light, you're not supposed to cross the street. You have to, to wait, basically. All you have to do is cross in a crosswalk. That's what the law is, that you have to cross in a crosswalk. Let me show you the statute. This is a statute that governs pedestrians and bicyclists and your your rights when you're crossing a crosswalk is the same as a pedestrian and every pedestrian crossing at a roadway at any point other than within a marked crosswalk gives the right of way to the vehicle if you're in the crosswalk the vehicle must give the right of way to you as though you were a pedestrian even if you're on a bike and the bottom line is because we want to encourage people to cross in the crosswalk that's why we have a crosswalk so if he's blocking it, you seem to think your only choice is to go in front of him and risk your life. But there's another choice. Wait until he makes a right-hand turn and has unblocked the crosswalk, and then you go. Now, that may not be your favorite choice because then you have to wait five seconds. But that is the safe thing to do and the thing that the law requires you to do. He's right. Every accident with a car between a bicycle and a car doesn't mean a payday for the person in the bicycle. The person in the bicycle has to have had the right of way. You have to point to something he did wrong. There is no other way to make a right-hand turn other than inching up past the crosswalk. If you're in the crosswalk when he inches up and he hits you in the crosswalk, shame on him. He's responsible for every penny you lose. But if he is cleared the crosswalk and he's peeking down the left, that's what you're supposed to do when you're making a right-hand turn. And you are supposed to wait until you can cross in the crosswalk. You didn't. The accident's your fault. It's not his fault. And I'm ruling in favor of the defendant. Thank you. Well, based largely on the police report, the, uh, the judge finds for the defendant in this case and says, Mrs. Ellis on her, uh, on her bicycle, she's at fault. What do you think, Ms. Ellis? I don't know what to say, but you know what? I'm alive and, um, you know, that's all that I could say, you know, God know what it is. No human could ever, you know, tell me otherwise. So. Well, I'm sorry for your injuries, and I know everybody sympathizes with you, but in the eyes of the law, the accident was your fault. All right, Mr. Gonzalez, you feel better now? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know you were worried. Oh, yeah. You feel better now? Well, I was going to tell the judge that instead of Florida, it's against the law to ride your bicycle across the street. You have to get off the bike and walk it across. The officers were thinking about giving her a ticket for that. That's very interesting about walking the bike across. Interesting. interesting. Yes, you have to. All right, thank you very across. much and congratulations. Doug, you know, it's funny. The, the, 
we always talk about the pedestrians have the right of way and people to confuse that and think when you're riding a bike, you're just like a pedestrian. You're not. You're just like a driver of a car. A bike is considered a vehicle and there are rules of the road. And here the plaintiff violated those rules, lost as a result, and you have to obey the traffic laws just the way a driver does. Night owl or early riser? I think I'm, I, I never sleep, so I'm kind of both. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of both, but I'm probably, um, I, I'm probably more powerful in the morning. Like I'm, I'm more. Yes, yeah. you're scary powerful in the morning. Right. You get up and it's just like one thing after another. All this stuff gets done before 8 a.m. And right. then I come, uh, <laughs> I'm like, oh, Like no. a manatee. Right. Yeah, and she's uh, already accomplished a lot of stuff. You do a lot of stuff early in the morning. Yeah. That's true. Probably a lot you? of your best thinking. I used to be an early guy when I had to take the kids to school in the morning every day, right. but um, since uh, I retired from the bench, not as much. I probably sleep in until 7.30 most of the time, 8 o'clock sometimes. Ooh, right. yeah, I dangerous. Know. I know, right? <laughs> Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. This is the plaintiff, Sharice McKellar. She says she hired the defendant more than a year ago to extend her backyard patio, and the louse still hasn't done the work. She's been patient enough all these months and is suing for the return of her $1,520 deposit. This is the defendant, Ben. He says he was all set to do the plaintiff's patio, but she called him and said she changed her mind and no longer wanted him to do the work. He didn't cancel and owes her nothing. He's accused of taking his sweet time. All parties, please raise your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiff hired the defendant to do some work around her house and says the guy disappeared and she wants her money back. But the defendant says he was very willing and able to do the job, but the plaintiff changed her mind and tried to illegally cancel the contract. It's the case of you ain't my homie. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome, Your Honor. Ms. McKellar, talk to me. What happened? Okay, so I hired Ben. He was supposed to do some cement work. He was supposed to come back the next day after I gave him the deposit. And it wasn't when supposed to take When did you hire him? June of 2019. When did you give him the check? That same day. The day you met him, you he, gave him a deposit of 50%? Yes, he was supposed to come the next day and start the work. And it was okay. supposed to, the balance happen? was supposed to, no. Okay, and what was the work that you hired him to do? He was supposed to um, 
I have cement in the back of my yard and it's also grass. He was supposed to extend the cement in place of the grass. Yes, So in the place there. where I see grass, that was supposed to be what? Pavers or what? Yes, it was supposed to be cemented. Okay. To extend the, um, and he, you were going to pay him $2,200 for that? Yes. So you give him 1100 and what happens? Okay, so the next day he was supposed to come. He told me that his father got sick. That's understandable. Okay, so I gave him some time. I don't know if it was about a week. And then um, he didn't come. He told me that he had an accident. Where did he, he got call you or acid. text you or say anything to you? Like, did he did he keep you up to date with his father issue or no? I had to call him, actually. I was like, you know, you what's going on? Him. Where are you? Yes. Okay. So the next time you call him is how long after he had been there at your house? You know, after he told me his father was sick in the hospital. I don't know if that was like a week or two weeks went by. And then he told me that he got um, battery acid in his eye from a car. Okay. So I said, okay. Give him more time. Then his father passed away. Give him more okay. time. Ben, what's going on? Oh, I got another job. You know, it really hit me with my father. Okay, that's understandable. But time is going on. It's still going on. A um, couple of months later, what's going on, Ben? Months. When's the job going to get done? Yeah. Well, you're a patient woman. I, All right. Well, I was sending him text messages and everything. I don't have those. I lost my phone. Yeah, I had to um, change phones since then. But it was a lot of back and forth. He was making a lot of promises. Oh, I'm going to come out. I'm going to do this. So then it got down to give my money back. So and always when, when did you ask for your money back? How, how much later did you ask for your money back? At least three months. Like how long did you give it? Three months? Okay. Uh, yeah, um, at least and you asked three for months. Your at least three months. And you, you ask for your money back, and does he give it back to you? No, that's why we're here. No. It was excuse after excuse. All right, let me hear from you, Mr. Ben. What the heck is going on? All right, well, number one, I never said that my father died. My father was sick. I don't know where she got that from. Um, but She says she sick. got it from also, you, that that was one of the excuses. Your first excuse was he was no, sick, and then your next excuse was no, that listen, he died. No, listen, everything I said, what happened was, okay, my got battery acid in my eye. Had her, her boyfriend worked for me, okay, in, uh, in the city. That's how I met her and uh, Sam. And we're friends. I was doing this on the side. There was a lot more work than what she's saying, uh, just to let you know. Anyway, what the bottom line was, and she didn't say this, my truck broke down in Brooklyn, okay, and I didn't have a vehicle, okay? So I got my stuff together. It took some time. I had some bad luck. I, I'll be honest. I'm just, you know, but the thing is, I still want to do the job. I told her, I have all the bricks already. The whole thing had to be excavated in the back. I had to put all new pavers in. The How long do you think is appropriate to give you a chance? You didn't do any of the job, though. You never went back there to do the job. All you right. did was collect the money and then have I bad told luck. Her about that. Right. Okay, right. but that's but I great. Well, I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, I understand. But, like, right. why does the customer have to wait three months for you to get a, Like, in other words, that sounds like a you problem. That doesn't sound like a Ms. McKellar problem. So why isn't it a problem for Absolutely. you? Why are you making it a problem for Ms. McKellar and not returning her money? Well, because I had the bricks already, and, you know, things were a little bad, and I want to do the job. When that's did you why. get I the just, bricks? I, I would feel like... When did you I get the bricks? Them. I had them before. 
You mean you had them before you met her? Right, yes. That's why I was able to give her an affordable price. This is an $8,000 job. The whole front walkway, the back patio, I was doing right. it on the side. You know what the job is worth to her? Zero, because you didn't do it. Yeah, but Sam's not a friend of yours because you wouldn't be here if Sam was a friend of yours. You have bad luck. That's on you. It's not on her. You've put your bad luck on her. She gave you $1,100 in good faith and sat around waiting for three months. I wouldn't have waited three weeks, but she waited for three months. And your answer to her is tough. I, I still want to do the job because when I quoted you, I had bricks in my backyard. No, that's not an answer. That's not an answer. The woman deserves to have her job done. Just because uh, Sam is a friend of mine, I figured maybe they could be patient. But I mean, uh, I would just want to do how, the job. How patient do they have to be? They gave you, they I, I gave know, you I, the money in June of 2019, and we're almost in it's June almost, of 2021. Right, yes. How patient do you think people have to be? Right. I don't think they're being unreasonable, but I'm saying as a friend or whatever, things happen, and I'm still willing to do the job I always was. At the time, I couldn't because I didn't have a truck. It was in a shop in Brooklyn, and I had to get it Did out. Did you not have a truck together, for two I years? I didn't have a truck for about two months, not for two years. But yeah, she well, it was the month three that she finally— Yeah, and month three is when right. she finally wanted her money back. So if you didn't have a truck for two right. months, are you trying to tell me you couldn't work for two months in 2019 because you didn't that, have a truck? Absolutely. Wouldn't it have made more sense absolutely. to— Why don't you rent a truck? Why don't you rent a U-Haul for $19 a day lived, and then I work? The How's that for a plan? Mr. Ben, you're full of excuses. You are making excuses. You are making excuses. You're not only making excuses, you're doing them to somebody who was incredibly patient and who you call a friend. It's disgusting. I'm ordering you to return the $1,100. What's this other? Oh, you want interest. Okay, well, I don't know if you calculated the interest correctly, but I agree with you. You're going to get prejudgment statutory interest on the $1,100 from the day that you paid it. That is my judgment and, of course, your court costs. Good luck to you. So the plaintiff, Ms. McKellar, will get her money, $1,100 plus interest and court costs. Uh, ben, time has run out on you. What are you thinking? Um, you know what? I, I'm definitely in the wrong here. I know I am. Um, you know, the law is that I should have gave her money back, but I, I was still willing to do the job because I, you know, it's been rough out there work-wise. I understand that. The judge understands it. But look, she's waited almost two years. Come on. Do you think you'd wait two years for somebody to Absolutely. do a job for you? Really? No. You wouldn't. I'm sorry. Yeah, of course. Okay, that'll do it. You got to give her the money back. Uh, Ms. McKellar, what made yes. you finally decide to file a lawsuit against him? You, because enough is great. enough. I spoke to him. I had um, sent him emails. He never returned. He was like, oh, I lost your number. Da, da, da. Enough is enough. All right. Well, you're going to get your money back. Maybe now you can get your yard cemented in. Is that okay? Yes. Is that right? Hopefully. Yes. Hopefully. All right. Congratulations. Good luck to you. Doug, you know, when somebody doesn't do a job they're supposed to do, you can come up with a million excuses, and it may even be an illness. It doesn't cut it. That it may sound unfair to you what if there's a legitimate reason, like somebody had to have an operation or whatever, but that doesn't matter if there's a contract. If there is a contract, you have to perform within a reasonable period of time. And as the judge said, if you have all sorts of personal reasons, it's kind of a case of too bad, so sad. Do you have a favorite fan encounter? I do. And? It was uh, the very first week that uh, I was on the, it was maybe in the first few weeks that I was on the air. Mm -hmm. And a fellow was in front of me in line to get on an airplane. I was coming back from New York from taping. 
And he turned around, looked at me, and just got on the phone, went like this, and said, speak to my mother. Just like, just that. like that. And handed me <laughs> the phone. And I chatted with his mother for about a minute. I said, you got quite a son, because I don't know if my kids would embarrass themselves that way on my behalf. It was so this cute. guy's mom was a super fan. Yes, yes. That is too funny. Yeah. Wow. How about you? Funny you should ask, Marilyn. In order to have a fan encounter, <laughs> you have to have, there's a prerequisite to that. You have to have fans. Okay? But you were in so Publix someday, the other day. Someday. You were at the grocery store. And what did uh, the checkout lady tell you? She asked, she asks about you all the time. Right, she right. But ask, she was she very she excited. She said she, she had seen you. Barbara over at Publix. Right, yeah. right. And what did she Super say to you? Oh, I saw you guys on TV. You know, say hi to Judge Millian. That sort of what thing. What else did she say? You don't remember? No. What said, else did she say? You make her blush. That's oh, a she did say that. <laughs> this is the plaintiff, Ryan Dubois. He says he rented his house to the defendants and their kids, and now they owe him rent and they refuse to pay it. He's a reasonable guy, but he needs his money to pay his bills and is here suing the defendants for the $2,900 is owed. These are the defendants, Tammy and William Eastridge. Tammy says she has no idea why this guy's suing them, because they did everything by the book when they moved out, including giving the plaintiff 30 days' notice. They're happy to be in court today, so the judge can decide once and for all who's right and who's not. They're accused of being rotten renters. All parties, please use your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiff says he helped the defendants out by renting a place for them, and guess what? They stiffed him. But the defendants say they are happy to be in court today because the plaintiff is trying to do them wrong, and they will prove it to the judge. It's the case of rotten renters. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. Okay, Mr. Dubois, you're suing your former tenants, Mr. and Mrs. Eastridge, for $2,900 in rent and fees that, according to you, they still owe you. Now, uh, tell me your story. Tell me what happened here. Um, I put an ad on Facebook to rent out my home. Tammy got in touch with me pretty quick. Um, and we discussed her. She, she said she would come down and pay. Uh, the, the, it was originally $1,800, but we managed to get it down to 17 initially. And then every month after, it would be 16. She came down. They paid the uh, $1,700 to secure the property. And they paid the security deposit. And they signed the contract at the same time. Uh, in the contract was a 30-day notice clause. Uh, everything was great for a while. Um, I ended up finding out there were some issues. And I worked with them on the issues. You know, they couldn't pay rent Did one month. Did you know month, they had dogs? Uh, on time. I didn't know they had dogs until later in the uh, tenancy. So... I, I actually didn't know about it, and later I uh, confronted them on it and asked, are these your dogs? And they confirmed, and I said, well, there's usually a pet fee. I'll waive the pet fee, but you have to give me some sort of written agreement to take liability for any damages the dogs may cause, because that's initially what the pet fee so is So did for. you present them with that document and give it to them to sign, or did everybody just drop? Well, they don't know. They're not lawyers. They don't. Are you lawyers, Mr. and Mrs. Eastridge? Well, I mean, they're, you know, they, whatever you want them to sign, I'm sure they would sign. According to you guys, both sides just kind of let it go and nothing got signed on the pets. 
But let's talk, uh, Mr. Dubois, about the rental. Actually, what I really wanted to talk about was the first sentence in your complaint, because it's one of the favorite things I've ever read. When I was living with my mother, I wanted a cat, but my mother didn't. So I bought a four-bed, three-bath, three-acre, 2,100-square-foot house and moved out of my mom's place. There, there's more to that, but yeah, I have, much it. I've never heard a better reason for moving out and buying a four-bedroom house than I wanted a cat, you know? All right, so you were living there and you were renting rooms out and that didn't work out. You end up moving back with your mom. You decide to rent the whole house out. You rent it out to these folks. And it's yes. the term is for how long? Is it month uh, to the month? The term was, it was month to month. Um, okay, and, all right. Yeah. So now at some point, what happens? You tell them that they have to start looking for another place to live, correct? At one point, I said it was a possibility that they would have to start looking for another place to live soon because my mom and I were going at odds and ends, and she was talking about kicking me out of the house. I told them, though, that I would definitely I would live in my car for 30 days before I messed them up on a 30-day notice. So I okay. was ready you to said go that live to in them? my car. I said that to William in person at my house. I told him what was going okay. on. I also then messaged them three days later, letting them know that the issue had resolved itself and there was nothing to worry about, that they could stay until the end of the kid's school year. Okay, so I see a text here. On September 26, you text them, my mother and I worked it out. We decided that if you want to stay there till the end of the school year, that's fine. If you do end up finding something before, then just keep me informed. Just know there is long, no longer an urgent rush. When do you guys, Mr. and Mrs. Etridge, tell him that you know you're moving out well we didn't exactly tell him until i think it was october the 11th i believe uh, because we right. had just found the place and it was kind of like a drop of a hat okay i have this place and you know we just needed to do it or we might have lost it so it right. was like right but your month to month lease it. with him does require you guys to give 30 days notice because he doesn't know when you're going to find a place and his request that you guys start looking was very vague. I was under the impression from reading your answer that he had said, you have until the 31st of October. He didn't. He didn't give you notice to move, which he could, because in, in this right. lease, either of you could give the other side 30 days notice and get out of the lease. But he didn't give you the 30 days notice. He just said, start looking, but it looks like we have two or three months. And then, then he says, you know what? It's not urgent at all. You can stay to the end of the school year. And there's nothing from you guys saying, we're going to look anyway. We're giving you our notice. You literally tell him, hey, we're leaving next week. That's not 30 days notice. Welcome back to the People's Court. So the question here, who did wrong by who? Was it the plaintiff or was it the defendants? Let's go back into the courtroom and find out. Now, he has $1,000 of your security deposit. Did you guys ever discuss anything about that? Well, I had told him that he could keep the security deposit. We paid him $600 after we found out that we was going to be moving on October the 11th. We paid him $600 on October the 12th. Okay. Um, I told him that we could be out by the 18th of October, which gave us like a week. And he was already apt to move in the 18th. Okay. So I went to Virginia for a funeral and I got a phone call from Comcast wanting to disconnect my service on the 18th. And I had not finalized anything yet, either with him nor anyone. So I was like, no, I'm not going to disconnect it. And then I got a text from him jumping on me because he said that I was trying to put blocks in his way from moving in. 
I just tried to call Andrew. I didn't get an answer. This is something we need to talk about. As per the contract, I requested 30 days notice. Obviously, you can leave whenever, but the 30 days gives me time to figure out everything on my end. That said, I'd require full rent for this month and about 500 from the next month, and I have to come to do a walkover before you leave. Yeah. The only reason I brought up move, or starting up internet, it wasn't even moving in. I wanted to start up the internet on the 18th, so whenever we moved in, we were ready to go. I didn't know what their plan was. The last thing I heard from them was on the 18th. Yeah, but once you demand to say, I understand. But listen, you're right on the law. You would be entitled to all of the rent for October. And if they didn't give you 30 days notice, and you didn't, all of the rent for November, because it's an entire rental period. You don't go, if you decide to drop a bomb on October 11th, that doesn't just go to November 11th. That goes for the month of October. You, you have to give an entire 30-day rental period. So if you, if you in mid-October say it, it's got to be for November 30th. But she gets to live there. Um, so let me ask her. you a question, Mr. Eastbridge. One of the things he says, you can't count judge the 1,000 I already have because I kept that for damages. Mr. Eastridge, let's talk to you for a while. How did you guys leave the place? <laughs> Were there damages when you left? No, ma'am, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, do you got, did you guys take pictures when you left so you can show me yes, how you left it? Are these the pictures? Yes, ma'am. It's a nice place. Mm-hmm. Looks like it's in really good condition. I'd be pretty happy if a tenant left it looking like this. No, and that's why I wasn't going after it. Right, except for that you want me now not to count it. And so, he, yeah, but here's the problem. When you tell me, oh, you can't count that 1,000 because I kept it for damages, now you, Mr. Dubois, are going to have to prove to me that you're entitled to keep that for damages. Otherwise, that goes on their side of the ledger when you're collecting rent, you see? So, yes. Um, but let's see yes, no, your pictures. So what is your premise, that their dogs ate up the... It, they ate up the staircase, yes. Remember, go you back have really two quick. sets of pictures. Mm-hmm. You have pictures that you took in December and pictures that you took in January. And what's, what is going on with the, these wood posts? Were the dogs uh, chewing? I guess it, they Openly, could, they could I mean, have. I'm sure they're puppies. They chew. But um, I can't say fully. And I they mean, have since moved right, into they, the property with their dogs. So um, well, that kind of concerns me if you took them in January. Actually, it kind of concerns me even if you took them in December. That's a month and a half afterwards. Do you have dogs? Yeah, we hadn't yeah. moved in. We hadn't moved in Did until you take December, any pictures mid-December. when they act? Let me just ask you a question. Did you take Sorry. any pictures when they actually left on October 18th or 19th? I didn't, real, I didn't actually go out to the back porch. Okay. All right. No. Uh, I find that you are correct, Mr. Dubois. Um, like it or not, folks, you know, if you find a place and you love it, by all means, go after it. But understand the costs involved don't get absorbed by him. They get absorbed by you. So you paid 600 for the rent in October, but you had to pay the rest of October and you have to pay all of November. That is $2,600. As to the $300 that he's suing for the animal fee, you know, if everybody leaves it at, I'm just going to wave it, you just signed this. You're kind of now you want to collect it if you didn't bother collecting it back then and everybody was just letting it slide That's waived plus. I'm it's not clear that they're supposed to draft a letter of liability Whatever it is you're demanding you draft and they sign it so you're not going to get that and also You know your proof issue on on the wood there 
I'm not going to allow you to keep the thousand for the security deposit. So of that twenty six hundred, one thousand no, one thousand of the deposit will go to reduce that, and that means that Mr. And Mrs. Eastridge, you still owe one thousand six hundred dollars. Verdict for the plaintiff. Good luck, folks. So the defendants have to give some money back, but not what uh, what the plaintiff was seeking. Uh, Mr. And Mrs. Eastridge, what do you think about the judge's decision? I think it's fair. I'm fair with that. Yeah. Well, the judge thinks you didn't live up to your end of the bargain, so, you know, I guess that's pretty fair. Mr. Du Bois, you, you yourself, you know, you should have had better, uh, better pictures and things like that. You might have done a little bit better in this lawsuit, and I think you realize that, you know? Yeah, I guess that I should have come better prepared with pictures. You're right. No kidding. You, you, you learned a valuable lesson. No question about that. All right, that's the judge's verdict. You're going to have to live with it, and that'll do it. You weren't convinced that the proof was there to show that dogs wrecked the entire back stairs? Oh, I'm right. pretty sure dogs wrecked the entire back stairs. Dogs. I just know whose dogs. I also don't know how much right. it costs to repair them. Right. I mean, he just keeps the security. There's damage. Boom, I keep the security deposit. Yeah. He didn't have a receipt. He yeah. didn't have a repair estimate. It's to replace a few pieces of wood. No, he, he just keeps it. In, yeah. So you have to have your ducks in a row. You got to dot the I's and cross the T's and bring competent proof of any damages that you yeah, suffered. and take date stamp pictures that that show that you know that's before you moved back in. Right. But you know, when your landlord's telling you, "I may throw you out any day," I don't blame them for looking right. and not saying, "Oh, good, Ooh, we can relax now." They're you know. Plus, you know, it was also interesting that Ryan, the plaintiff, wanted to get a cat. He buys a four-bedroom house so because he, he can't a get a cat for his cat. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't get a cat with his mom. Moves out, buys a house. I'll show you, mom. You that's know. Right. <laughs> Darlene wants to know this. Hey, Harvey, now that the pandemic is starting to wind down, do you think that things are going to go back to normal by summer in all 50 states? Well, first of all, Darlene, do I look like Dr. Fauci to you? Um, I think the answer is a little. But beyond that, yeah, I mean, it looks like when everybody is getting vaccines, or at least a lot of people are getting vaccines, if we can get to that magic 70% and have herd immunity, then we are going to be good to go. But I think there is so much pressure, both politically and economically, to open up. I think it's going to happen. We'll see you next time. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.